Chapter 1 The call was taken at the Harrington, Indiana location for Tony Stye's Pizza Pies at approximately 8.15 p.m. Friday, August 4th. Rhonda Houck took the call. Houck had been working for Tony Stye since February and was about to be a senior at Harrington High School. There was little out of the ordinary about the call itself, though Houck would be questioned about it at length by various law enforcement officials and would later repeat the story to friends and acquaintances with increasing embellishment. At 8.15 p.m., five of Tony Stye's six phone lines were on hold, and Houck later admitted, even if there had been something out of the ordinary about the call, she probably wouldn't have had time to notice. Even so, when questioned, she insisted she did remember taking the call. According to Houck, a little girl placed the order. She couldn't have been more than nine or ten years old, but of course, it was difficult to be sure over the phone. She ordered five pizzas two pepperoni, two Supremes, and one Hawaiian Special, for delivery to 2675 200 West. The background noise Hauk claimed to have heard while the girl was ordering was what most interested the officials who questioned her. A man and woman could be heard arguing from somewhere near the phone. Hauk hadn't been able to discern what the argument had been about, nor had she cared to at the time. But she did recall that at one point she heard the man clearly state, You wicked cunt, I'm going to fucking kill you. However, Rhonda Houck insisted, apart from the threat, the call was not that far out of the ordinary. It was not uncommon for a child to place an order for their parents, and it was not uncommon to hear arguing in the background of a call. The pizzas were made, five pizzas out of an estimated 800 pizzas made that night. At approximately 8.45 p.m., about the same time officials estimate, George Caden was committing his first murder of the evening. Delivery driver Brock Clouser returned from a previous run and helped to cut and box the pizzas. According to assistant manager David Fairchild, Clouser was speaking on a cellular phone the entire time he was in the store. None of the other employees spoke to him before he left and he didn't speak to them. At approximately 8.51 p.m., Brock Clouser left Tony Stye's Pizza Pies with three deliveries. It was the last delivery run he'd ever make. Chapter 2 The faded blue paint was chipped and peeling, and the trailer's former coat of gray was clearly visible. Cheap plastic toys lay scattered across the overgrown lawn that was mostly brown, with a few patches of green. An overturned big wheel lay on the dirt path leading up to the porch, and Brock Clouser stepped around it, balancing the oven bag on his right hand, careful to avoid the many toys at his feet. At the foot of the trailer's dented metal porch were three lawn gnomes, all of which were cracked and chipped, and only one of which was standing upright. Jesus, does anyone actually mean to end up like this? Or does it just sort of happen, like cancer? He searched the aluminum paneling beside the front door and found only a cracked plastic square with a hollow circle in its center, from which an exposed wire protruded. The remains of a doorbell. Brock reached through the screenless screen door and knocked on the imitation wood behind it. It shook with each fist pound like the door to a porta potty. The blaring of the television inside was clearly audible outside. Someone was watching Federation wrestling. Just above it, he heard several children cry. Pizza! Pizza! The entire trailer creaked as someone inside got up and stomped to the front. The imitation wood door swung inward and revealed a massive hunk of woman. Brock swallowed hard and struggled not to allow his disgust to register on his face. 
The woman was easily three hundred plus pounds and dressed in a hideous purple housecoat that strained at its buttons and was covered with stains. The ghosts of pizza passed. She stared at him, her expression blank, her eyes dull and her features bland and fleshy. How much? Thirty-eight eleven. Four small children crowded in at the sides of the woman's doughy calves and stared up at the pizzas with wide, greedy eyes. None of them wore shirts, and the smallest wore only Batman underwear. Brock thought he could hear the sounds of a baby crying from inside the trailer, but it was difficult to be sure with the wrestling. The woman held out a check and pulled the pizzas from him. Have a good night, he said. The door shut. The check was made out for $38.11, exactly. Probably would bounce.